the Endurance Asia podcast. Yo, pick your red up because things ain't that bad. Maybe you should switch the target that you're aiming at. Believe perfection is a beast that they'll never catch. So never waste another day because life moves so fast. And a dream without pursuing, yo, they never last. Another shadow of regret I try to never cast. And always tell a truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Welcome to the 55th episode of the Endurance Asia podcast. This is your other host, Rick Stockfuss. And today we're talking once again to Mr. Chris Vanderveld, the man behind the Asia Trailmaster series. Uh, we last spoke to Chris in the middle of the pandemic, not long before he had to cancel what was then the already combined 2020 and 2021 seasons. That's episode 41. If you want to go back and hear Chris's own backstory and uh, listen to him explain how ATM first came about. This time round, Chris was just back from TMBT, the classic race in Borneo. And a week or so before that, he'd been up at the Vietnam Mountain Marathon, uh, both of which tell you races are firmly back on the calendar in this part of the world. And that's something we all should be celebrating. I mean, it, it's not just because it feels good to be, to be able to plan ahead once again, book tickets, put together training programs, but those races are such a huge deal for the local communities and they require just like incredible investments of time, money, passion from the race directors and their, their whole teams. And honestly, what Chris has done in tying together all of these races across the region, shining a light on some of the most beautiful and remote corners of the world is really something. I, I think it's, it's hugely underappreciated, in fact. And yes, you can hear him talk about a competition. He's clearly excited about that. But you can also hear just how much thought goes into every last detail of the series. And the fact that he's still committed after two years of cancellations and just endless frustration, it's just awesome. Um, and more than anything, as you'll hear, it's about offering opportunities for local talent to be inspired, for them to take up the sport and then to be discovered and maybe find a sponsor and a proper coach. And that's something that's come up quite a lot in our most recent chats with both with Ryan Blair talking about Sun Meyer's breakout performance at CCC and also David Lloyd of, of VMM, uh, where he talked about how Ha's performance at the 100k and this local girl running on trails that she grew up on just ran away with the entire field and, and got the outright win. Um, and we get into all of that and lots more in this latest chat. So without further ado, we give you Chris Vanderveld. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Chris, welcome back to the Endurance Asia podcast. Good to see you. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, grateful uh, to be back here. Yeah, it's been a while. I, uh, I was listening back to the, to the interview we did. We did one on, on Zoom, I think, in the early days of the pandemic. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. And, then, uh, and then we did one in person, uh, I guess, midway through the year. But I think January. It, January, January 2021. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right around that time, I think we all thought, you know, maybe the end of the pandemic was in sight. Correct. <laughs> Here we are, a year and a half later, yeah. you know, and it, it, it does seem like it's over, but um, I think we were all a bit optimistic uh, when we last spoke. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that's clear. 2021 was worse than 2020 in a way, so. Yeah. yeah. So just, just fill us in a little bit on, uh, on what you've been up to personally. You, you relocated during that time. I think when we last spoke, you'd, you'd been locked down in Belgium for a while and then... You'd managed yep. to get back to China, but 
Yes, correct. So in 2020, I was in Belgium for several months. Um, and then I was indeed still able to go to China. Uh, we had our Grand Fondo Yunnan Cycling Festival um, still on. That was beginning of December 2020. And at that time, I was um, able to come to Singapore afterwards because then there was this policy that if you had spent a significant amount of time in China, mainland China, you were allowed to come to Singapore without any quarantine requirements. So that's what I did, and that's why we met up in person in January 2021 and spent the whole month here. We did this virtual event then, the seven missions as well, with me based here in Singapore. That was actually really nice. But actually during that month, yeah, so um, things got a lot worse. Uh, the, um, the prospects for a real Asia Trade Master season, for example, were becoming already slimmer and slimmer. And in the end, indeed, there was no season in 2021. Um, as for myself, um, after Singapore, I had to go back to Belgium. There was nowhere else I could go. And uh, I was again like stuck there. Um, I was able to get to Jakarta, uh, where my wife is, is living. Um, for about six weeks and then we were back in Belgium um, for yeah, almost a year, well, a bit less, nine months or something like that. And then in the beginning of this year, um, I sold my house in Belgium and we moved to Jakarta uh, at first. And we're looking now also um, for a, a place to live, uh, residence in Bali. So that's the long term plan. Yeah, that's moment, exciting. So. But at the moment, I'm flying around again quite a bit with this Asia Trade Master. Championship series, that's uh, again on track. Um, as for China, unfortunately, that's uh, still a closed door, um, even though they're now slightly opening the door now for non-residents and for non-multinational companies. Um, but yeah, I haven't been in China since uh, since we spoke. So, um, And what about those events there? So like the Grand Fondo and last time we spoke about the, the Vasalopet, the ski, yep. ski event. Are they still happening or not? Well, I mean, last year also everything got cancelled in the end. So because there was the second wave that started uh, in China, then uh, in the middle of last year, I think it was. And since then, um, there have been a lot of announcements about events taking place, but then they get cancelled eventually because mainly local authorities are very scared that there would be an outbreak of COVID. And in mainland China, that's no fun um, if you're a local official. Um, so yeah, everything got cancelled. And now for this year, the Grand Fondo is again on the schedule for November. Things are looking better. But who knows? I mean, uh, and, and I'm here. I'm actually going to Belgium tonight because I'm going to apply for a new China visa because, of course, I want to go there to the Grand Fondo. It's, I'm the race director. You're still in, so you're still involved with, with Nordic Ways? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been a difficult year now. Again, 2021 was a lot worse than 2020 because we still had the Grand Fondo. We still had Vassalopet in 2020, but not in 2021 and this year. Um, so it, it's quite of important that I can get there. Um, in any case, I will be involved as a virtual race director. We've, we've set all this up last year already for the 2021 edition that got cancelled. So I will be involved, but of course it's much better if I'm on the ground, obviously. Um, we made an arrangement, there will be somebody there, like my second pair of eyes. Um, but yeah, it's not ideal, obviously. And, and presumably yeah. just an entirely domestic Yes, yeah, yeah. Of course, there's still quite a few expats as well in Shanghai and, and in Beijing. But even for them at the moment, it's still quite difficult to travel domestically in China as well. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of testing requirements. Um, so a lot of people also not keen to cross province lines. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But at the moment, we opened registration uh, 15th of September. So that's a week ago, I think. 
And we already have uh, more than 500 registrants. So that's actually the limit that we are allowed to have also again by the COVID regulations in place uh, as we speak. So we sold out already. So that's good news. And now we, of course, uh, hope that the event can actually take place. It will be in four cities, not in six as in 2019 and before. Um, but that's good enough. I mean, it's like a one-week stage race is good enough. So it would be great if it can happen this time. Yeah, I mean, we can we can come on to to some of the the peculiar rules around what events can and can't happen, particularly in in Hong Kong. I think we've seen similar things, right, around oh, tra yeah. trail walker being cancelled. Yeah. Um, but some of the smaller events being allowed to go ahead. Um, perhaps we'll talk about that in a minute. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, just to go back to when we when we last spoke at the time, you'd combine the 2020 and 21 Asia Trail Master seasons, but in the end, there was just it, it just it all fell apart. I guess it fell apart exactly. So um, yeah, we merged the 2020 season because there had been some races already in the beginning of the of the year in 2020. Um, and then in Vietnam, for example, everything was still taking place. Also in Thailand, all the races still took place in 2020. Um, so we decided not to cancel those results that runners obtained uh, in, in those early season races and in Vietnam and in Thailand. But then in 2021, even in Vietnam and in Thailand, it was no longer possible to have races um, or big races at least. So then, yeah, eventually we had to stop and we had to cancel the 2020-2021 season. Um, and we announced um, the the points leaders at the time as kind of not as champions but as the you know the leaders the points leaders uh, when we stopped and it was yeah. Trung Nguyen who is actually Singaporean but now living in Vietnam again yeah. and also from Vietnam Julia Duong um, Little Sugar as she is known on the circuit so so they were the the points leaders at that time of cancellation but we don't call them champions yeah. so the reigning champions are still John Ellis and Veronika Vadovichova but this year yeah since March we're we're really back on track and um, it's been going quite well there's a few cancellations as well still related to covid um, but most of the races are taking place and it's been some great some great running already actually. yeah i mean so what at what point did you start to believe that you know it might actually happen again this year well, after the 2021 experience, I was a bit more cautious. Um, <laughs> but in, 20, in December, was, no, it was the end of November 2021, uh, suddenly there was a race in Bali that announced there would be uh, organizing. Uh, it was a candidate race. Mm -hmm. It was the BTR challenge. So that was the first one. Um, and then two weeks later, also the Malaysia Mountain Trail Festival announced that they would be having a real race as opposed to a virtual race. And it was especially MMTF, that Malaysia race, um, that opened my eyes and showed that the brand Asia Trail Master is still very popular because um, our broadcast and our race coverage um, reached a lot more people than even before COVID, which was kind of astonishing for and me to amazing. see. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of a, a big stimulant for me. Uh, to keep going and then to, to reach out again to all the event organizers in the early season of this year, what the status is of their events. And yeah, Tahura Trail in Bandung was not possible. There's a traditional season opener. A couple of other events were still not, not uh, possible to, to take uh, place. But then in Thailand, um, Telakao said, yeah, UTKC is on beginning of March. In Saudi Arabia, Ecotril Aulula, where I was also race director, I knew, okay, it's on for the end of March. In Malaysia, again in Borneo, BUTM would be on, yes. Um, and then there was another one, a fourth race, um, I forgot which one it is now. But anyway, there were four races in March. Ah, oh, Dalat Ultra Trail in Vietnam, that was the fourth one. 
So four races in April, okay, that's a good start. Yeah, um, and that's also what happened. So we had those four races, and then there was a bit of a lull. Um, Korea 50K was uh, postponed to September, and in the end also was not part of ATM because we replaced it with another one. Um, then a few other events did not take place. The Mount Apo Sky Race did not take place in April, which kind of was then the seat, you know, to see if it could become the ATM final for this year, which it will be in December. Um, and then Vietnam Jungle Marathon would continue to take place in October, not in May. So April and May were very quiet um, until in June we had then the Ichigo Country Trail in Japan. And as of that moment, actually, it's been almost week after week. We have the points races and also candidate races that we have. Candidate races, you know, the new mm -hmm. races or new organizers, people we don't know. And we're testing them out to see if they can join the Asia Trail Master Championship Series in the coming years. Yeah, I mean, you look on the, on, the, on the website now and you've got, I don't know, how many races have you got confirmed this year? 20, 25 or something? Something like that, yeah. Points races. Yeah, yes. I mean, it, it, yeah. it almost feels like COVID never happened, right? They're, they're all back yeah. and it's, it's, it's really exciting. Yeah. But not, I mean... Yeah, not, not all of them are back, but many. So, yeah, yeah maybe let's talk about that a little bit. Mm. Some of the races are familiar names. Uh, the Echo Country Trail, I think, has been part of ATM for quite a while. Yep. Um, but what are, what are some of the new ones that really stand out for you? Well, this year, one of the standout events was um, a new event in ATM was Cameron Ultra in Malaysia, of course, because that's a popular event. was the fifth edition and was the first year that it would be in ATM. So that was a good experience. I think we spoke about that before, right? I think, I think you said that typically mm. a new race comes in, there'll be a candidate race. Yep. But if they've got a solid history, obviously everybody knows them, then they can, exactly. they can jump straight I in. Mean, Cameron Ultra, in that sense, uh, had uh, little things to prove. Yeah. yeah? Um, so, I mean, they're, they're always selling out uh, already before they joined ATM. So there was no reason to to mistrust them. Yeah. So, so that was good. Um, the BTR challenge in Bali was great. As I said, it was a where candidate race that, in November, but then uh, it was in um, uh, Gunung Batur, so Mount Batur, which is the popular volcano for tourists, mm -hmm. yeah, for, for hiking, sunrise hiking. And uh, that was the candidate race in November, but this year it was taking place in May. Um, it was the first Indonesian points race of the season, and that was a great success. And actually, there were a lot of runners from Singapore there as well. Uh, Vanya did an amazing performance there. She was the fastest in the downhill, for example. <laughs> fastest overall, amazing. Yeah, yeah, overall in the downhill. Um, so that was fantastic. Uh, Afindi also won that race. Um, so that was really good. And uh, since then, what, what did we have? Uh, we have had a lot of races. Uh, You've added some in India as well, I think. Is that yep. right? There's a new race in India. It's not a new race, but uh, it was a candidate in 2019, Malnat Ultra in Bangalore, uh, or close to Bangalore, mm. I should say. It's a remote place. It's a bit of a boutique event, but it's the most popular trail running event in India. It's taking place on the 26th of November. I would say highly recommended for runners who are looking for a new experience, a mm. new destination, a new adventure. It will be adventure, I think, because it's remote. Also what the organizers have told me. I mean, you need to have some open mind <laughs> if you come to the event, but it's beautiful. I've seen pictures. I also know that JP Alipio has been in the area. Uh, mm -hmm. J.P. Alipio from Cordillera Mountain Ultra and one of the ATM contributors. Um, he also told me it's, it's a fantastic area to run in. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, so there's lots of, lots of exciting things happening. And what about like the faces at the races? Is, are you seeing a lot of the, the old people coming back or are there new names on the circuit? Uh, it's a mixture. So some people uh, are new, uh, others have disappeared a bit and others uh, are still around. 
Um, I mentioned Mohamed Afindi already. Um, he's stronger than ever, I would say. Uh, he's in his mid-30s, but uh, going better than ever. There's a couple of those, actually. Milton, um, Milton Ahmad. Milton Ahmad is now 40 years old, but he's also flying this year. And he beat Kitamura at the... Yeah, last, TMBT, right? last weekend he beat Kitamura at TMBT and three weeks uh, earlier, um, also in the Jagoy Heritage Run in Sarawak, which was a candidate race. And that was a, a 50k race that was basically designed for Kitamura, <laughs> but Milton Amot came and beat him. And that was already a good indication that it was going to be very difficult for Kitamura to, to, to actually win TMBT last weekend. Kitamura also uh, has faded a little bit again. He was extremely fast also in the beginning of the, the season, uh, but he was also racing in Japan a bit. He was sixth in the Japanese National Championship, almost qualified for Team Japan yeah. to go to the World Champs. Um, and he was very strong in Cameron Ultra, but since then he's been going down a bit in, in terms of performance, and he knows it, and he knows he needs to rest up a bit before uh, before the final in December. Um yeah, we have Vanya Knops, who is becoming a protagonist, really, um, mostly on the shorter and medium distances. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's fine. And of course, uh, when we speak about women, we have this Vietnamese uh, super talent um, that was discovered already in, in 2021, actually, because she contacted me herself in 2021 when, when I was in Belgium, asking me about a- ATM. What it, what it was all about and the competition uh, and so on and so forth. And she was looking forward to to getting into it. And that's what she did in Dalat. She won the race in Dalat Ultra Trail. She was also fourth overall. I was like, wow, who is this? She's, you know, how high is, is a young woman, single mom from Sapa. So in the northwest of Vietnam, the area of Vietnam Mountain mm-hmm. Marathon. Um, and she started running seriously only two years ago during the pandemic because um, she was working in the tourism industry and uh, obviously there were no tourists, no foreign tourists anymore in Vietnam because of COVID. So her business uh, dried up and uh, she had also been gaining weight apparently, uh, you know, as a young adult. And she suddenly had time and she said, ah, I'm going to you know, start hiking and, and running a bit, you know, because every year I see this Vietnam mountain marathon here in my own town in Sapa. And it's kind of stimulating for me to, you know, to see what I can do there. Because as a kid, she was actually a good runner, apparently, in school. But then, yeah, there's no future in running, so she never nurtured that talent. But um, during some short races in, in Vietnam that took place at the end of last year, she was able to win, like the 21K in VMM. She also won the VTM race, I believe, at the beginning of this year. Um, and then um, she was discovered by, by um, a guy from Barcelona, actually who lives in Hanoi and has a company there. And he's also a bit of a coach for triathletes, cyclists, and also for runners. And uh, he saw the talent. And since then, he has been coaching her a little bit and teaching her a bit about nutrition, about strategy, um, how to train for races, because Hoha had absolutely no clue about any any of it. Yeah. Um, and as we saw in, in the Vietnam Mountain Marathon two weeks ago, I mean, it's just amazing what she did. She won the race overall, beating established runners, male runners there. And she's still not at her limit because she reached the finish line as if she had just done a run in the park. And she did yeah, 100K with 6,000 HM. <laughs> we, had, um, we had David Lloyd on <coughs> a couple of weeks back and, and obviously Scott was up at the race and he just, yep. I mean, I think she passed him. He was doing the, the miler, of course, but mm. just uh, just an astonishing uh, astonishing runner. And mm. a really nice story. I mean, in... in mm. Both, both yourself and David have been doing a lot of work to 
to to grow local trails running talent and and, and give it more exposure and, and the, the idea of a, a kind of homegrown hero um from from sapper winning that race outright and and really announcing herself on on the asia stages uh, is pretty special it is yeah and that's of course also the, the core objective of asia trail master since the beginning yeah? so to to foster local talent asian runners uh, the asian trail running scene in general also organizers um so it's a fantastic story and i think uh, we haven't seen the end of it yet because uh, she wants to win the the final the atm final she wants to become atm champion yeah let's let's talk a little bit about that so you've changed the mm. format for this year or is it is it a permanent change do you think or is it was it in response to to, um, to covid it is definitely a response to covid yeah um but it could become a permanent change uh, at the moment the the uptake is very very good so um, people really like the new format the new format of course is that the atm final will be run in country teams of maximum five male and five female runners uh, to enter the country team um, you need to score points across uh, the the events in the, on the on the atm calendar yeah so that's how it is um, and people seem to like that. Also, sponsors seem to like that idea. Um, and it's going to make the, the final race this year, the Mount Aposcar race in Philippines, incredibly exciting, of course. It's a winner takes all. The winner across the line is the ATM champion. And to, yeah. so to qualify, you've got to be one of the top five in your country yep. from within any of the countries where... Asia Trail Master is present. Yeah, if you want to be in Team Singapore, then you need to be in the top four actually for Singapore because there's no Singaporean event in mm -hmm. ATM. So if there's an event in the country, then you can have five uh, male and five female runners. So yeah, but then uh, Singaporean runners, they need to, to get in the top four of, uh, of Singapore mm -hmm. on ATM points, based on ATM points. And for Indonesia, it's the top five in Indonesia. So... That's how it works. And how have, how have the runners responded to that? So someone like Kitamura, who's oh, been yeah, running on the circuit it. for a while, and he's yeah. you know he's used to kind of strategically picking his races to build up his points. Yeah, he's happy to kind of put it all on the line on the last day. Um, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't asked him that question specifically, but uh, I think he's a very competitive-minded runner. Um, I think he also loves that idea. It's the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know that other runners they also really like that idea. Um, you don't have to do five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten races, you know, to do well. Uh, you just need to make sure you qualify for your team, and then it's uh, winner takes all on Mount Apo. Yeah. And you um, mentioned like you were just talking about how uh, that you know people are thinking a bit more strategically about being yes. ready for Apo. Yeah. So she might drop out of VJM. Uh, you think? Uh, ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Apparently, she will not run uh, VJM. She's running this weekend. The Mukang Chai Trail, which is a new entry also in Asia Trail Master, is a 50k race, not too far away from Sapa. Um, and she herself says it's a, it's a very, very beautiful area, so she wants to run there. Mm -hmm. And 50k for her is almost now peanuts. I mean, I think also she will win. She knows that she has no competition in her, in her own country. Um, which is also why she likes Asia Trailmaster, mm -hmm. actually. She likes the comp competition as well. She wants to test herself. And she's really looking forward to running against Vanya. She told me already a few times. Vanya will go to VGM, apparently. Now, so it's a bit of a pity. But okay, they will meet in Mount Apo. It's <laughs> even better, yeah, what's, actually. What's the distance so, at Apo? What will be that final? Uh, 75k. So the ATM final will be 75k. So you start on the beach, run to the summit of the Philippines, because Mount Apo is mm -hmm. the highest peak, and back. It's an autumn back course. See to summit, lovely. 
Yeah. And so, I mean, that's great because that's sort of the sweet spot between Vanya and uh, and Hauha, right? Yeah. Yeah. Vanya at the shorter distance and, and Hauha doing the hundreds. Correct. And I always try to do that, I mean, since the beginning with the ATM final. So I want to bring the ultra runners and the medium distance runners together in one distance. Because as you know, my background is also, com- you know, I was a competitive cyclist before. I like competition. I like the, the spirit of it. Um, so I, I want all the top runners in one race not spread out over three four different categories like you unfortunately see in so many trail running events yeah it's a, it's a tricky balance isn't it we were talking about it um i think after the interview with with david lloyd about vietnam mountain marathon which is an amazing event and just mm. just the logistics to pull that off but there's a lot of distances now and it's it's that balance between building up the you know awareness and, and participation in in trail running and not kind of mm. not overdoing it and it's a tricky one yep. to strike Exactly, because actually uh, at VMM there were there was an issue this year with the 100k. You know they had a DNF rate of more than 70%, um, which stood out and was not logic actually. But then it turns out, yeah, because many of the 100k runners they were blocked at some point by all the 4,000 short distance runners and hikers on the trail, often single trails, so they couldn't get through, and then they were cut off at the aid station. Um, that's what I was told by, by you know, runners, 100k <laughs> runners. So I spoke with David also about that. And yeah, obviously, it's a, it's a working point for moving forward for him as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, VMM is a fantastic race. For me, it was the first time I was there, actually. It's been in ATM for a long time. But normally, in that period, in September, I always have my own cycling race also in the northeast of China to direct. So I never had the opportunity before to go to VMM. So yeah, so you were, you were at VMM. Were you at... Um TMBT as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a busy, <laughs> busy time for me. Um, yeah, last weekend I was in TMBT, um, the 10-year anniversary of another Southeast Asian classic, right? Yeah. Um, of course, I couldn't miss that one. I mean, with Milton Amat and Hisashi Kitamura, Kitamura had been building up in the in the Malaysian press, in the media as well, that he was going to beat Milton Amat this year. So everybody was kind of stoked and Milton had his supporters. And it's all very healthy competition. Eh? Yeah. I mean, they really like each other and they have a lot of respect for each other. Also, the Sabah fans, supporters, they also you know, support Kitamura in a way. You know, they really like him because he's giving them a lot of respect also. So it was great. Um, and Wilson Singing was there. David Simpat, who is also doing uh, well again this season. Um, unfortunately, he had the DNF in the race now because of um, stomach issues. Um, but it's always a great event, the MBT. It's, uh, the course is very, very beautiful. One of the most beautiful in the scene. Um, so I couldn't miss that one. Yeah, it's yeah. a special place, isn't it? Mm. And are those, are those Sabah runners, are people like Milton, are they going to be at, at APO? Yeah, yeah, that's the, the plan, of course. Uh, Milton Amat, for me, is the one to beat. Yeah? Based on his performances mm. this season. Yeah. And um, he's not the only one. Arif Wismoyono is also back in top shape. And what I saw from him in the Mantra Simic Challenge in uh, East Java in July is uh, amazing. Yeah. Arif, is he, has he been, was he an ATM champion at one point? Yeah, he was the first one, right. 2015. That was also his best years, 2015, 2016. He was really outstanding, and especially the mountain, the, the long mountain ultras. He's a very good technical uh, runner, trail runner. But then his performance... Um, you know, it was a bit lackluster in uh, 18 and 19, and he disappeared a little bit from the absolute top view. 
Of course, it also had to do with the fact that he became a father. Mm-hmm. That played a role for sure. But now uh, he's really back at his best form. And in Mantra Summits, he showed it um, in ATM. Also in a few local races in Indonesia, he, he proved that he's back at his peak form. And then the Mount Apo is also a, really a course for him. Um, and nobody can descend a technical mountain faster than Arif Bismoyono. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of tactics in that race. Kitamura will probably need to get a gap before they reach the, the top stages of, of Mount Apo. He will need a gap because he probably ha- will have difficulty following Milton Amat and Nomiz Moyono and a couple of other guys, you know, in the, in the most technical sections. Um, so, and then you have Wiz Moyono. If he is still around there with Milton Amat on the summit... I would like to see if Milton, even Milton, how he can follow Arif in the downhill, you know. Um, but, but then Wismoyono is not as fast as a roadrunner compared to the others, you see. So there's going to be a lot of different tactics and also the teams can help each other. Eh? I mean, the teammates can help each other. And when they, uh, when they come off the mountain, is there a, is there a road section back to, the, back to the finish? Back to the beach, yes. Yeah, there the will beach. be a road and at least a runnable section also on, on the trails. I mean, the beginning is not, is not technical, it's quite runnable. Yeah? It's only when you really reach Mount Apo and it uh, becomes steeper and steeper and you go into the forest, it becomes single trail and then it's a, it's a tough mountain. Eh? Everybody who has done that race says, yeah, this is a tough, tough mountain. Um, so yeah, there's going to be very different tactics at play. And as I was just saying, also one feature of the of the country team format is that the teammates can help. It's like in cycling, right? Mm-hmm. Domestics. So imagine, for example, um, Team Japan with Kitamura. Uh, Yuta Matsuyama is probably going to be his lieutenant, kind of. Um, Kitamura knows all these guys very well. He's been talking to them also already. So what is possible, for example, what any team can do is that some other runner says, well, I have no chance of being on the podium in this race. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to help you, Hisashi. So I will carry two extra bottles for you for when you come back down from the mountain. It's an out and back course, right? So mm-hmm. we will meet each other. So that's all possible. So whenever a runner can give two bottles or can give stuff, food to Hisashi coming down, um, so that Hisashi doesn't have to stop at the next aid stage and can just continue. I see. So it's not just, yeah. it's not just pacing. It's also they're allowed to provide aid. And yeah. There's, of course, one condition. The person, the domestique, yeah. the person who helps the captain, of course, also has to carry mandatory gear. It's not like, oh, I'm going to give him my two bottles, you know, and yeah. then I have nothing anymore. That's not allowed. Of course, you need to carry your own mandatory gear. Yeah. Do they have to finish, the domestics? Do they have to finish the race? Or no. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But there's, of course, also a team ranking. And the team ranking is based on the best three male and the best three females of the team. So you might find you might find in that case, for example, that where, where someone's a standout runner like Kitamura, he might find a team around him to support him. But yep. if you've got several strong Indonesian runners, they all and they all think they've got a chance of, yep. of winning that spot. Yeah. So it'd be very interesting. What what are you going to be doing around coverage for that event? Because it feels like, I mean, you take trail running just globally, the level of coverage and mm. and sort of you know live cameras at things like UTMB has really stepped up but mm. it feels like you guys have also kind of you're putting out more content yep. there's more kind of live live feeds on the day and things like that yeah we're doing a lot more video work yep. um, because it's possible yeah uh, unfortunately like live broadcasting non-stop broadcasting is 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 still a problem um, because of connectivity issues yeah, quite remote mobile places, connectivity are yeah. very remote so, yeah, unfortunately, that is still uh, not possible. But for Mount Aposcaries, of course, we are working on that with the ministry to get an upgrade <laughs> of the network uh, at the race venue so that we can actually do live broadcasting um, from there. 
And then we will have, of course, uh, videographers all around the course uh, to send through uh, feeds to the to the race venue where you know the broadcast then will be um, sent around to the to the to the um, uh, online. So basically to our channels, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and the website, most likely. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Yeah. It's been great to see. I guess that's the thing, right? It's for 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 the hardcore fans of the sport. You're quite happy to sit at home and, and do dot watching, but that doesn't yep. really that doesn't really translate to you know yeah. the, the more casual fan. Um, correct. Yeah. Even though dot watching is also a great improvement, yeah. uh, Alessandro Sherpa is in Italy and he's he's watching every week. <laughs> I have the impression. So um, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. Well, actually, it's mm. a good point. What about what about some of those former champions like Alessandro? What about what about John Ellis and Veronica? Are they? Yep. You know, I, I guess they're not eligible to compete at Lapo because there's not been enough races for them to run. But uh, They are. Um, you know, the past champions, they get wild cards uh-huh. as long as they can finish two ATM races this season. <clears throat> so, I mean, Alessandro Sherpa, I know he's planning to run MMTF and CMU, Cordillera Mountain Ultra, at the end of the season. So those two races, if he finishes, he's qualified for the Mount Aposcaris as a former champion, Team Asia expat. Okay. So there's also an expat team uh, um, John Ellis, um, I think he now also wants to try and defend his title. I spoke with him a few days ago. And there's, um, a, there's a race coming back in Hong Kong, right? Correct. It's, it's Ferry 45. Ferry 45 has received a permit uh, for a night race on the McElhose Trail in the New Territories on the 2nd of October, kind of all of a sudden. And I was really like pushed by quite a few runners in Hong Kong. I said, Chris, please, please, please try and arrange <laughs> that we can score ATM points in that because it's our opportunity together with the other one on the calendar, Saikum, yeah. uh, 22nd of October. Uh, then we have our two races. You know, and then there can be a team Hong Kong for the people who did those two races, and then based on the ranking, mm-hmm. uh, these guys can then actually go to to Mount Apo. Uh, Lantau 70 unfortunately will not be taking place, so that was actually the second race in Hong Kong on the calendar. Um, that one is cancelled. I was told yesterday um, because there's still no permit for anything above 50 kilometers in Hong Kong. So, so that's why Ferry went ahead because it's 45. Yep, correct. And Trailwalker didn't. Yep. And the Saikung race, they had a 100k and a 50k. The 100k is also cancelled, but the 50k is on. So these are the two races. And John Ellis will be taking part in them. So, so then we might see John at the at APO as well. What about Veronica? Um, Veronica, I know, was uh, disappointed uh, by TDS. Um, I had contact with her. She just wasn't feeling great. And she had her usual ITB issues, which was already plaguing her a little mm-hmm. bit in t- 2019. Um, I was told then, you know, she was also, she was disappointed and a bit demotivated afterwards, but apparently now she's gotten some motivation back to start training. But I have not heard about her ambition to try and defend the ATM title. Uh, I know because she told me very honestly that for her being champion was a milestone, um, but she was trying to get global afterwards, right? And COVID destroyed these plans. And that's also why the TDS thing was now a disappointment because it was her chance to get back there, get noticed, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't happen. So, But I hope that she will be there. Also, Hoha was asking me about it, actually. Again, you know, she's looking forward to the competition with some good female runners in Asia. So it feels like you're, you're probably on track to have the most competitive field in an ATM event so far. That's the idea of the yeah. ATM final in any case, yeah. Um, also in the men, I mean, there is also Quang Trang, for example, from Vietnam. He's a teammate of Hao Ha, also coached by uh, Guim from Moody Sports. Um, Quang Trang is another top favorite, but he's not really so known yet because he usually only races in Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. This, and so he just won VMM. He won the 100 um, miles yeah. uh, in 23 hours. Yeah. 
And he also this year won Mantra Summits as an indication that this year actually he, yeah. he might you know go for it uh, for the ATM title. Um, so it's going to be very interesting and very competitive. And I think that's also what the sport of trail running needs: more competition, so that non-trail running fans also yeah. get interested because it's going to be a great show. Yeah, and not um, one of these yeah brand marketing runs that you often see these days. Yeah. Uh, where like the the top runners they avoid each other and they go okay you do the 100 miles okay I do the 100k ah then I do the 70k and I will do the short distance this week and then you have four top runners in four different races and of course they win but it's not exciting right yeah Yeah. just just explain a little bit about the the team idea so you mentioned that there might be a team Hong Kong if they can race those events how do you qualify to be in that in a country team as opposed to the expat team um, well, the regulation is that if you have been in, in a country for 10 years or longer, then you can actually uh, be part of your resident country. Yeah. So we decided for 10 years, again, keeping the ATM uh, objective in mind, and that is to support Asian trail runners and Asian trail running. Um, if we would lower that requirement, let's say only four years or five years in a country, then we run the risk that most of the teams would be filled with expat runners. Because expat runners, they tend to do very well. I think we can say that yeah. Yeah, without blushing or anything. So expat runners, they do very well in ATM. And it would be a pity if we then go to the final and we have Team Indonesia with three of the five runners are actually expats. Team Malaysia, the same. Team Thailand, the same. Hong Kong would maybe be all of expats. Singapore also. So that's why we have this quite strict requirement of 10 years. We will evaluate after this year if... Maybe we can reduce it to eight because there's something about permanent residents in Hong Kong and Singapore. Um, we will see. We will see. About I think that, that makes sense, so. though. You don't want to make it too easy for yeah for people to qualify. Of course, yeah, yeah, and of course, also. I mean, the expert runners they have also been part of ATM since the beginning, and it's great that they are there. Yeah, and, and, they, and, and they can compete for yeah. the individual title. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, and you've got that team ex- team expat. Yeah, yeah. So, but we need to avoid that. Yeah, that the championship final is filled with expert runners uh, instead of with real Asian runners. Yeah. Do you think you'd be making more changes next year? Um. Uh, hard to say. I think at the moment it will be like this year. But I, I mean, the overall goal is to reduce the number of points races gradually. Um, I mean, we had 30 races in 2019. Now, because of COVID, we will have end up with 25, I think, something like that. Um, but I think 25 also for next year is a good number in mm-hmm. order to further reduce in the coming years. Um, I think it should be something between 20 and 25. That would be ideal, I think. Um, and the, to make it ever more special, right? Um, and the finale will will rotate, so it won't be Apo again next year. It'll be it'll be somewhere else. No, actually, my personal preference is indeed that it rotates. Yeah, yeah. That every year it's somewhere else. Um, I have already an application, two applications for next year, in two different countries as well. So, um, but we will see. I mean, you know, everything is a bit short term at the moment. Yeah, short term. Also, the organizers they. People have been asking me already, where's the calendar for 2023? But many organizers <laughs> not yet thinking about 2023, you know. So uh, it's all a bit later than usual, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and with events moving up and down the calendar, I mm. guess that makes it a little bit hard for you to, to plan ahead. Yeah, I mean, there's a very big emphasis on the second semester now. And I'm, I'm really trying to persuade some of the organizers, can you please come back to the first semester? Because it's, 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 in, it's not in balance at the moment, yeah. 
So, yeah, we will see how that all pans out. But the first races, um, I mean, UTKC is likely to be the season opener um, on the third weekend of January, followed by Tahura Trail and then Santa Inez in uh, near Manila in the Rizal Mountains in Philippines. Uh, Brunei might be coming back as well afterwards in February. So these are probably going to be most likely going to be the first four races in 2023. Mm. What, are, what are the next races coming up on the calendar? So VGM is quite soon, I think. Uh, this weekend, Mukang Chai Trail in Vietnam also. Um, you see, that's another thing. All these Vietnamese races are just too close to each other. Um, then we have uh, the Dark f- dark uh, 45 in Hong Kong now. <laughs> it was supposed to be a, a race-free weekend, but now <laughs> there's this one. Then we have uh, Utop, Ultimate Trails of Penang. Um, that's a tough one in Malaysia, 100k. Uh, then we have VJM, 70k. And also on the same weekend, Seoul, 100k in Korea. Late edition as well this year. But we wanted to have two, two new, Korean two races. in Korea, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. So at first it's Seoul, 100k and 50k. A lot of people are going to go there, actually. Also from Singapore. Vincent, yep. Vincent Casanova signed up for the 50k, for example. Um, then uh, there is uh, Saikung in Hong Kong, 22nd of October. And then is the other Korean race, Ulju. It's close to Busan, mm-hmm. a completely different area of Korea. Highly mountainous. Very, It's really something for the mountain trail runner there. Uh, longest distance is 125 kilometers. And there is also a 45k. But that 45k also has 3,500 HM. So it's really for the mountain climbers. Beautiful area. Um, first time in ATM also. It was a test race um, already earlier, 2019 or even, yeah, it was 2019. And then we enter November, we have Thailand for the last race of the season, DNT, Doinok Trail, um, which overlaps a bit with, uh, with the franchise event in December. Uh, then is India and Malaysia Mountain Trail Festival, Cordillera Mountain Ultra in Philippines, uh, Izu Trail Journey in Japan, and the final. <laughs> so you're Apple. certainly going to be busy through the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah, this year I will be, t- I'm traveling to most of the races because it's been two, three years since I've seen people. So they ask me if I really can come in person. And uh, to be honest, I also like to do that mm-hmm. because I still believe in personal meetings um, as, as the most important way of, of communication. Um, Zoom, Google Meet is all very nice and it's a great add-on. But from time to time, you need to meet people in person. Well, they're also mm. such special places, right? I mean, I, I think that's yeah. from the beginning when I first heard about Asia Trailmaster, I think that's what jumped out was it's just it, it, each each race has its own identity and character and they're all quite special in their own way. Mm. And they're in such beautiful and remote parts of the world. Yep. Um, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, one of the benefits of, of Asia Trailmaster. Um, is, uh, yeah, what many people have told me. Yeah. So, um, we try to unite all these races under one umbrella and it's been working pretty well. So Yeah, well, you're doing an amazing job, Chris. So, you know, thank you for, for bringing it all yeah. back and, uh, and sticking with it through COVID. Yeah. And uh, I mean, perhaps we'll check back in with you sort of towards the end of the season, maybe maybe after APO and let's, let's find out how that, sure. one, that goes down. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one thing we can still mention is, uh, of course, the unfortunate passing of Fredlin Alberto as That's one right. of the... Yeah. Uh, one of the uh, yeah sad things that happened this year, um, Fredlin Alberto was uh, I can say a very big fan of Asia Trail Master as well. Was, and she, uh, was she a champion one year? Uh, she was fourth yeah. in 2019, but she won a couple of races. And actually in 2020, was she was stronger than ever. Yeah, she won UTKC 100 easily, and she had become a much faster runner. That was a weak spot still in the early stages of 2019. She was a pure mountain runner, a very good technical runner but she was lacking pure running speed. 
But she had um, she had a coach at the end. I forgot it was Andy Dubois, maybe. Mm-hmm. Could be. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, the effect of that was very obvious in the beginning of 2020 when she did UTKC and she won it very easily. So she was actually on track for a very good 2020 season. She was also highly motivated to be at least on the podium of the championship uh, and win more races um, and and really be part of the community. And uh, it was a big shock, yeah, when we heard uh, about it was Alessandro Sherpa who sent me a message actually from Italy. And in, I was just there in Sapa for the Vietnam Mountain Marathon waiting for her hut to finish. She was in the last two kilometers. So it was a very sudden, very shocking <laughs> experience uh, for me, to be honest. Like, what? And Because I didn't see it coming, because I had still been in touch with Fredlin like end of July. Mm-hmm. And she was in very good spirits at the time. Maybe she had been hiding the fact that the recovery was not going as smoothly as, uh, as I think many people thought. Um, so it was a shock. And um, I think we will also still do something in the coming months, um, you know, as a tribute to her. Um, we're still discussing with, uh, you know, the many ATM contributors what we can do, what would be a good idea. Then we will reach out also to the family and see uh, if they approve. Um, but I think that is something that we're definitely going to do. That would be great. I mean, yeah. she was so well loved and, and, and such a such a yeah. positive you know, force of energy on the circuit. Absolutely. And, yeah. You know, to see that outpouring of sympathy in Hong Kong and, and beyond. So yeah. yeah, that would be, uh, that would be, uh, that would be great. Indeed. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Chris. Um, a pleasure to see you as always. Thanks. And, uh, yeah. we will see you out somewhere in the mountains sometime soon. I hope uh, for sure. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you very much, Rick. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Scott, how you doing, mate? Very well, Rick. I'm very well, sir. Uh, good, good to hear from Chris again. Uh, he's bloody resilient, isn't he? He's like uh, managed to like pull through, and he's got this season absolutely cranking on the Asia Trail Master. Yeah, I mean, he was all smiles. I mean, it's funny. I'd listened back to the, just before I met with him again. I'd listened back to the interview we did a year and a bit, a year and a half ago. And, um, you know, you, you wouldn't know COVID was happening to talk to that man. He was so optimistic and obviously that season didn't go as planned. But, yeah, it's, it's great. It's so, it's so good to see all the races coming back and uh, all the excitement around them. Yeah, well, I, I just saw that he, he ran a half marathon. I'm pretty sure it was in Belgium. He ran a half marathon in Belgium and like an hour and 42. And I, I saw him at VMM. He, I mean, he, he wasn't looking in premium shape. <laughs> no offence, Chris. But, uh, mate, imagine him. Like, I suppose he's not been on the bike quite. He's not quite the professional cyclist that he, he once was. But it's still good good effort smashing out an hour and 42. But, um, but yeah, he's been traveling all around and um uh and yeah just this weekend there was the uh the ferry 45 in uh, dark 45 in hong kong yeah so i mean we, we talked about that a little bit when we interviewed him before that race had happened and that was i think at the time the only race only hong kong race on the on the atm calendar i think since then they've added a couple more um just to give hong kong runners more of a chance to get in now that now that the rules have relaxed a little bit up there yeah, um, they got the 50k limit though, haven't they? Which just seems absolutely crazy. I just saw Brandon like or people posting around that like, the Hong Kong Sevens is going to be going off with like tens of thousands of people, but doing uh, Oxfam Trail Walker, a charity event for 4,000 people uh, that are spread out over a hundred kilometer course is an absolute no go. Yeah, well, it was like that here, wasn't it? With 300,000 people, I think, over the weekend for F1 yeah. all together, and then you know if you want to get the train home, you've got to put your mask back on. So. 
it's uh, it's all a bit inconsistent these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got out to a race as well, the uh, the Forest, the Solomon Forest Run. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's off again. A, a, a huge 10k run um, that was happening here. So yeah, that was uh, what was that weekend before last. Um, and again, just so good to see everyone lining up on the start line. And uh, um, Vanya won, of course. Um, yeah. Chris Timms did well. I think he was I think he was fourth overall, but first first for his age group. Yeah. A couple of young local runners that did really well. Um, I mean, it was you know it was a proper mud fest. It was a proper trail run. We'd had absolutely torrential rain that morning, so you could see a few of the people who I think for whom it was their first time, sort of trying to sidestep around the the puddles. But the puddles became yeah. floods later in the race. So. <laughs> it's always funny when you see that, and you know, people try and avoid getting their shoes wet, and then it's just like, oh, what are you doing? Just uh, but uh, I suppose it's been a while since people have actually done any racing in. Um, in Singapore, but yeah, it was a, it was a good it was a good event. I mean, you know, it's a ten and a twenty, and I think they've got another event coming up in November. Um, you know, but they, they they the route was good. They found a few trails that don't really get used for races a lot. Um, and I think people enjoyed it. There was a, it was a bit a bit frustrating to start of the race. You had to kind of queue up to get along the pavement, and then you had to wait to cross the road, and it felt like that could have been avoided. But, um, yeah. but otherwise, it was just so good to get out there. Yeah, there's a bit of a bottleneck, was there? Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of other races in, in in Singapore. Like you had Craze Ultra just this weekend, the Formula One. Um, guy called James Park came second and came down from Hong Kong. Uh, it's a it's a race that is Craze Ultra. It's a hundred kilometer, pretty much. It's a uh, part of the Running Guild one that's um, done mainly on road, and it's uh, a qualifier for the Hard Rock. Uh, is it Western States or Hard Rock 100? I think it's a qualifier for Hard Rock. Um, well, were you just showing me another 100k that's coming up? That's you know, yeah, 22nd of October. Yeah, the X Trail um, Blazers, but which also is a, like a for UTMB, um, which is an incredible route actually. I think if if you'd never run in Singapore before and you came down and you ran that, it basically does the Pipeline, Green Corridor, McRitchie, um and Mount Faber and um, and Bukatima. It, it like covers yeah. it's all the, all, the all the hits, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think like I think coming in this like last quarter of the year i mean there's lots going on but outside of the uh the asia trail masters finale in in apo which i think sounds like an incredible race and i think what makes it so exciting is that it's an out and back and so and i also like the fact that um you can run as a team as well within your country and so you can have people carry stuff for you and you can pick bottles up from them on the way back down and it's just going to be uh, I think as you were chatting with Chris, I hope we're able to to make it really easy to follow, and um, and maybe even having dot watching on it would be great as well. But the fact it's now back, like you can see what position you're in, and it just makes it that much more competitive. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of thought's gone into it, hasn't it? Like you said, and and it's also going to be a real test of specific skills, you know. So mm. like you know, people are going to have to be really strategic if they think they're if they if they think they're stronger on the ups, they're going to have to put in a bit of a cushion. If it's um, you know, yeah. if it's just basically all down to get back to the beach. Yeah, yeah, and you've got so I think John Ellis, I think with him finishing, he's just got to do one more Asia Trail Master race to actually qualify as a as the uh, as the holder, right? And so yeah, we could see him going and uh, giving Kitamura son a bit of a run for his money. I'm not sure if he's in the the his best ever shape, but um, but yeah, you can never count him out. I think um, yeah, Jeff Campbell also absolutely smashed the Ferro Dark Forty Five in in Hong Kong. He's just yeah, he's on a, a different level at the moment. He's going to be running at the World Champs representing Canada as well in in Chiang Mai, right? Um, yeah, so early November, so teams from around the world. That first, I think it's the first ever 
trail and mountain running world champs, or certainly the first, certainly the first they've had in this part of the world. I think. I think they've had one in Hong Kong before. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I like for some reason I, I seem to think that it was only 21k though. But they had the um, the Twin Peaks or the you know the Action Asia one was a I think it was Sky Running. It was one of the right, Sky yeah. Running world champs. But I'm not sure if that's kind of different to to this ultra trail world but you know we know we know there's some really nice trails up there i think they've got a vk they've got a a ascent descent race and then they've got um there's a 40k and an 80k yeah but you know those trails around even you know we we did some of the ones slightly further away with seb but the ones just on the edge of town sort of there's a great vk route called last man standing and yeah there's a bunch of trails there so it'd be um be really fun to see what happens yeah they've got um You've got Wang Ho Chung's going to be representing Hong Kong along with uh, Man Yi as well of, uh, of Four Trials fame. Stingray coming in from the Philippines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a. Um, yeah, sorry about the dog noise in the background. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm also really excited to watch the UTMB for um, in Thailand. Um, yeah, I think that there's going to be a. I mean, we've got Tomo's going to be going in for that, and like a lot of sort of the Singapore runners are going to be going up and. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, and then you're going to have all of the um, the North Face Adventure team are all going to be there. You're going to have Quang and a few of the Vietnamese runners are all going to be there. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be that's going to be an exciting one to watch. And speaking of adventure teams, Nathan and his team put in another amazing effort a couple of weeks back. Yeah, yeah, the the world champs in Paraguay and um, yeah, Team Avaya um, just uh, well, it was a fascinating follow actually, and I I um the they were i think they had had like a couple of issues where they'd either um they, they had a point deduction i think they'd left their tracker at one point and then had to so they had like a time deduction i think it was had a two hour and and they were like coming into the last 24 hours of the race which was a night trek through the middle of nowhere as it always is of these um and so they had like a two hour where they had to like wait and uh and they were neck and neck with the um, I think it's Swedish, the Swedish Army Armed Forces, yeah. yeah. And like it was just so neck and neck. But then, if there is night nav going on, then Team of I just absolutely kill it. Like they're just they they can nav through night like they can with normal teams in daylight. They just uh, yeah, and and they ended up just crushing it. And um, uh, yeah, and he. Um, Nathan got straight back, and then I think he he just ran the uh, spring challenge right. race, which is the sort of women's adventure race. I think the sixteenth year of that down in uh, in New Zealand. So, but yeah, I'm um, yeah, like always uh, enjoy fo- enjoy following the um, the the big adventure races. Um, and your recovery's been going well. Uh, going well is sort of uh, hard to say. I mean, it's weird. I haven't run in three weeks, and uh, and I've been one. I can. I don't know how you lasted two years, mate. I've been climbing the walls with two in, in with three weeks, but um, but yeah, Moira, hello physio. She's been like stopping me from running and just doing lots of strength and conditioning exercises, and um, I think I should be good to go in a, another week or two. To be honest, it's probably quite good having an. Inf- I had like a pretty intense three-month training block and so it's probably a good thing to be able to just like rest up and just do some cycling i'm gonna i'm cycling over to bintan tomorrow so, and it's your birthday tomorrow mate happy birthday for tomorrow yeah, sorry we can't do that together no we'll, no worries we'll another time uh, gonna go and fly it solo but um but yeah i've uh yeah I, I, first year i announced that i was going to do four trails and was doing it as a big charity event second year i kept it like 
really quiet thinking no i'm not gonna i'm just gonna rock up at the start line and not tell anyone uh but yeah i've i've got a place in the hong kong four trails again for for 2023 so um yeah i think i'm going to be starting a training block for that now and i think you can travel in and out of hong kong now so um yeah it's putting the fear of god into me that i've got four months of intense training ahead of me and uh um yeah so i'm i'm starting to to plan for that are there any other familiar names coming back uh, there will be, but also I'm not sure if they've, um, uh, so Elliot's, uh, running again. I saw that. Um, but I think unless people actually say they're doing it, I yeah. think it's up to them to say whether yeah, they're, uh, yeah. So I don't get like, yeah, Andre doesn't normally sort of like share all the participants. Um, grant, I like guaranteed there'll be a few, uh, a few familiar faces, um, from, uh, from previous years. And, uh, and I think it'll be a certainly obviously, a more international affair this year so i think there'll be um a few more that um that come in from overseas um you never know you might might have some people coming in from japan as well um but we'll, we'll see um but uh um but yeah i've actually i had a place in hurt 100 which i'm now sort of going to see if i can defer to to, to next year but that's one I definitely want to it's on the bucket list that needs to be done so hopefully they'll let me keep my spot yeah following Tom's footsteps yeah exactly um, good stuff mate yeah nice one um, so lots going on mate lots going on we'll, uh, and uh, I mean it's good to see Action Asia uh, events they had their uh, they had the, the Twin Peaks yeah. the Atlanta Twin Peaks is, is it Twin Peaks I've done Two it. Peaks I think Two Peaks yeah I've done it enough times I should know what it's called but um, uh, yeah so um, yeah good to see that um, we'll try to get Michael on soon yeah, and they've got the they've got a couple of the other races coming on the second half, around the fifty k mark that they're still able to run. So, um, good stuff. Nice one, Rick. Talk to you soon, mate. Cheers, nice mate. Like the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad.